This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Today, the Senate has voted to confirm the first black female Supreme Court justice, which is awkward because she can't seem to define what a female is. Uh, also, illegal immigrants are being given smartphones now, and the plot thickens with the Hunter Biden saga. We have got that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by, it is the uh, the dynamic duo, it is Pat and Stu Day here. Mm. We're, we're bringing it back. We're going mm. retro. We've got Stu Bergier, host of Stu Does America, and Pat Gray, host of Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, mm-hmm. We appreciate both of you guys being here on this momentous day. Oh, that's, that's why we wanted to be here today, right. uh, to celebrate the incredible achievement of a skin color and a gender. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we've we've come a long way here in the United States where we uh, fought against people who were using like certain like an identity, right? Like your color, mm-hmm. the color of your skin. Yeah, they were using that to make uh, choices about people. I know. Can you believe that? <laughs> That's such a terrible way of of making decisions based on skin color or gender. But I'm glad we have our first black Supreme Court justice. Yeah, yeah. We fought really, a lot of people fought really hard so that we would not do that. And here we are today uh, just reliving it all over again. Um, But it's, but when it is good for the minorities, it's okay. Yeah. If it's the right color, it's great. There is no such thing as reverse racism. There is no such thing Mm -hmm. as uh, as black people or minorities or people of color being racist. It's just you whiteies. So it's mm-hmm. fine. Right. That's it. That's uh, whiteies. So I want to I want to get go through this. Obviously, this is there were there were no surprises here. Mitt Romney, uh, Lisa Murkowski, and Susan Collins all helped the Democrats. Uh, they broke ranks and voted with the Democrats to confirm Ketanji Brown Jackson. They all had said that they were going to do it. So, like I said, uh, no surprise. But it's just you know it's just like the 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 issues with the whole child porn sentencing that I feel probably should have been a bigger problem, not just for uh, these three Republicans, but also for the Democrats. We were just discussing this on my show the other day, and it's like, I feel like we used to have certain things that both Democrats and Republicans could agree on. And one of those things would be protecting children uh, from sexual exploitation. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem to be the case anymore. Uh, and to the, to the extent that you have Dick Durbin up there talking about Josh Hawley trying to uh, promote legislation that would toughen these sentences as they're discussing all of these cases when they are looking at uh, whether or not they're going to confirm her, Josh Hawley puts forth this legislation, Dick Durbin shuts it down and starts giving the same type of uh, excuses that Ketanji Brown-Jackson was giving. Well, it's more accessible these days. Did you guys see this clip? It's incredible. It, it really, I mean, he literally makes the case for, well, not only is it more accessible, but also, I mean, if that's what they choose to do, then that's like, that's their decision. Let's, let's watch that. Reserving the right to object. 
I have to ask myself, why now? Why does the junior senator from Missouri bring this bill to the floor of the United States Senate today? When you think back, this matter has been considered. Originally, the guidelines were considered in 1984. The question of child pornography came back to us in 2003. In 2005, there was a Supreme Court case about applying the guidelines on sentencing to these types of cases, a case known as Booker. We know that in 2005, that decision was handed down. We know in 2012, the Sentencing Commission said to Congress and to the world, you need to do something here. These guidelines that you promulgated don't reflect the reality of today. We know as well that uh, the guidelines were written, some were written in an era when the materials we're talking about were physical materials, and we now live in a world of internet and access to not just tens and hundreds, but thousands of images, if that is your decision. So <laughs> now it's way easier for people to be degenerates, so we should give them a pass, I guess. It's just really, just a bizarre position to hold, and like not just to hold quietly, but to just be saying this stuff out in the open as if it's like a reasonable position. Uh, and then, of course, Romney, who... I could go on the entire show about, but Romney specifically, his vote really bizarre because he had just voted against her for a spot on a lower court. So he, it was like he flipped so that he could agree with the Democrats on a particular person who like apparently not just in her rulings, but also in some of her, uh, her explanations of her rulings really is like a sympathizer for people who get convicted of these crimes. It's incredible. I mean, you laid out a lot there, and there's an incredible uh, amount to go through. But the, the Romney thing, Romney is particularly awful. I mean, he's he is mm -hmm. uniquely terrible. He's the worst. Yeah, I mean, Susan Collins, she's in Maine. <clears throat> I can deal with losing a Republican vote in Maine, even though, you know, I, again, like, what do I expect? Okay, but Susan mm -hmm. Collins, did you read her statement of, like, why she was voting to confirm her? I did read one statement from her. I'm not it, sure if it's the same That was one. the one that really made me mad, the, her explanation of just, like, well, it's just gotten so divisive. Right, yeah. It's <laughs> I like, see, I saw that. well, we're not the ones who made it that way. And also, like, they called Brett Kavanaugh a gang rapist, and they had absolutely no evidence. This woman clearly, like, they're calling her out on her own record. You're not allowed to do that? Yeah, and I, honestly, this was not divisive at all. This was no, not a divisive... It shouldn't uh, be. I mean, there, look, there's a difference in judicial philosophy. I mean, there's a, that's a, those are fair questions. We're not talking... No, no one was accusing, by the way, uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson of liking child porn or wanting to, you know, to acquire child porn. That's what they did to, to <laughs> Kavanaugh. And worse... Uh, all we said was, hey, I think you might be a little light on these major criminals. Like, that's a judicial issue. It's not, we're not questioning, you know, her, like, uh, proclivities. We were just saying, like, hey, like, I don't know. I think this is something you should be tough on. And when the issue came up and everyone said, well, that's how everyone deals with it. That's how everyone deals with it. Then Josh Hawley said, you know what? Let's not deal with it that way anymore. Yeah. Here's a, here's a, let's, cha let's change that. Right. And then they freak out about that. Romney in particular is, is bad. Uh, as you point out, he voted against her. 
at a lower level mm-hmm. uh, court uh, at her last gig, uh, then votes for here. He, she, he's sort of the reverse of Lindsey Graham. Yeah. Lindsey Graham, when no one's looking, is just liberal and he'll vote for the liberals. When he's when people are looking, though, they're paying mm-hmm. attention to the Supreme Court. He's Mr. Tough Guy. He's out there stopping him because he wants the people of South Carolina to think he's good on these issues. Romney inexplicably is the opposite. Mm-hmm. When no one's looking, he's like, okay, she's obviously not qualified and should not get my vote. But now that the shine of the media is on him, and he wants that adulation from the media. He wants the attention as the good one. He's the good Republican. All these other people are crazy, but he's the good one. You can trust him. He wants that. He desires it. And so when it really matters, he goes the other way. He's a complete waste, uh, especially because of where he is. Mm. You know, again, as I said, Susan Collins, I can deal with her yeah, in Maine. Maine. Uh, you know, Murkowski, Murkowski in Alaska is annoying, but she's also just really basically a liberal, and, uh, you know, she yeah. votes that way. Uh, you know, Mitt Romney, governor of Massachusetts, I could probably deal with it. It's absolutely unacceptable. He's a senator from freaking Utah. We have Mike Lee there. We can have another Mike Lee. Let's take one of his brothers, for example. <laughs> Anyone in his family, put them as the senator. Uh, Mitt Romney is a complete waste and probably our worst senator because... It's hard to, there may be people like Collins who have worse voting records Mm. than Romney, but just because of location and what we could have, it's such a missed opportunity. Yeah. Pat, I can't, like, well, do either of you know any approval ratings for Mitt Romney in Utah right now? I just, I I have to. I haven't seen any in a a long time. Um, So I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm sure the power structure is behind Romney. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Because they've got establishment Republicans that kind of run the show behind the scenes mm. in uh, in Utah, led by uh, former Governor Mike Levitt. And he pumps all kinds of money in trying to get rid of Mike Lee and, and trying to smear Mike Lee mm. and trying to build up Mitt Romney. And it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in a state that conservative. It shouldn't be happening. Yeah, if you're conservative, how do you dislike Mike Lee? I, it, it, he's got so much going against him in the media. Even in Utah, Deseret News, even mm-hmm. um, really? KSL, yeah, they go after him. They go after him. It is I weird. Don't know weird. why. Because temperamentally, he's very much in line. Like, you know, yeah, it's Ted not Cruz like he's out there like bombs. making right. big Like, he's very he's soft-spoken. He's like the most polite yeah. person in the yeah. world. I know it really is strange. <laughs> he's not trying to get radical attention. No, no he's really not. Uh, it is a very strange one, and they, they're now running, uh, you know, an independent there to try to get votes from him to do anything they can to kind of get him out of there. I, I don't think it's going to work with Mike Lee. No, he's way ahead. I do think he's going to win, mm. but you know, uh, he's got Evan McMullen going against him right. in the primary. So they you know. well, not not the primary. He's oh, running in, as an independent, in, right, and in then the, they have somebody else mm-hmm. going against him in the primary. They're doing everything they can. Yeah, to try the to Democrats at eleven percent. I think McMullen has eighteen or nineteen, and Mike Lee Mike has in the forties, around upper forties. Really? Yeah. yeah, he's so, way ahead. I didn't realize that McMullen was still like even in the yeah, he shouldn't be, in the stratosphere. Is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really bizarre. Terrible. It's really bizarre. I mean, and you know, look, going back to Katanji Brown Jackson. This isn't a huge, we knew this was going to happen, right? right? We knew the Republicans were not really going to put up a fight here because there mm-hmm. isn't much upside to a fight. There was no way they are going to stop it, politically speaking. Um, there was no way they were going to stop it. And so they, they threw out a few of these complaints, and they gave her a little bit of a hard time on a couple of issues. But honestly, I thought it was one of the easiest uh, yeah. things. I mean, 
I can't remember the last time somebody had such an easy go of it going yeah. through the Supreme Court, and they're all acting as if I it know. was the apocalypse. This was cake. Yeah. She, 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 she was literally the controversial moment was <laughs> define what a woman is. That is the hard time she got. Which, mm-hmm. which, if you recall, the way that they portrayed it in the media was that uh, she was treated worse than Kavanaugh. Worse than Kavanaugh. That's what they said. Worse than Kavanaugh. I mean, that's, but I mean, it's completely bonkers <laughs> in every single way. Uh, you know, they never accused Kataji Brown Jackson of anything of the sort that they went after Kavanaugh for. And, you know, I mean, I guess the last one that sort of had somewhat smooth sailing maybe was Gorsuch because he had just come in. Trump had just came in. They had control. He, he you know, he had his bumps and bruises, but it mm-hmm. wasn't anything major. I honestly, mm-hmm. you, you got to be thrilled with this if you're on the left, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you, this is how you wanted it to happen. You wanted uh, Breyer to step down while, while Biden still had the Senate. Um, if you want to give a big present for Katanji Brown-Jackson, you can send it right to the state of Georgia who will love to just thank you and give you a nice warm hug uh, for uh, voting in two Democratic senators to make this possible. We want to thank you, Georgia, for all of that. It was wonderful. Thank <laughs> you for doing it. Um, but, you know, like this is one of those things where uh, she was going to go through because they had the votes. There wasn't a lot of upside for the Republicans to do much. And mm-hmm. they lived up to that uh, standard. Yeah, because you so you say that. But, Pat, I want to get your take on this, because when you look at it, uh, Look, it's kind of a wash, right? Like she if she's replacing Breyer, it's a liberal for a liberal. Like mm-hmm. so some people might say like, well, it makes no difference. Who cares? She's still a liberal. She's still going to vote the liberal way every single time instead of voting, you know, according to the constitution. But yep. there's an I think another a lot of the Republican Party or conservatives in general just want someone to just stand up on principle. All these mm-hmm. senators, they're like just laying down because they're like, oh, well, we can't make a difference, so we just won't do anything. And I think that yeah. people are tired of being treated the way that they are. They're tired of seeing Brett Kavanaugh get treated the way that he did. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes time for the Republicans to hold someone's feet to the fire, they just sit back and watch it happen. I think to a certain extent, some of them are scared. They don't they don't want to be seen as going up against a, a, a black woman. Yeah. If she is a woman. Yeah. Nobody really well, knows. Well, we don't know. I'm not a biologist, um, Pat. And I haven't talked to one recently, so I don't yeah. I don't know what their thoughts even it's are. It's tough. Um, but I, I heard her being hailed and praised and what a great day it is because the Supreme Court needs to look more like America and all that kind of nonsense. Why? No, it doesn't. What do you mean? The Supreme Court needs to hire the best justices possible. Put the people who know the Constitution and are wise enough to interpret it the way our founders meant, put them on the bench. If that's all black females, fine. Mm. If it's all white males, fine. It doesn't have to look like America. All of a sudden, we've got to be 60% white. I don't think anybody would agree to that. And then it has to be 18% Hispanic and 12% black and 5.6% Asian. No, that's asinine. What about, about I think now, if that's the case, we probably need at least one illegal immigrant on the Supreme Court. (laughs) Probably. Yes. We're getting a lot of them. You know, because there's 11 to 20 million of them. So it's about time to get one on the Supreme Court. It needs to be very representative. Yep. Uh, All right. So we've got got more to come. But uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, Tommy John. Uh, look, Tommy John, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kid you guys. I really thought that like it was way too hyped up when I heard about it. Yeah, I like totally there's no way. I there's heard a no way. For it. I yeah. was like, eh, come on, it's their underwear. Right. Yeah, you're like, it's underwear. How great can it be? Yeah. It's loungewear. How great can it be? Mm. Uh, well, I wouldn't. I can't speak for the men's underwear. But I can tell you the lounge wear that they have is like literally the most comfortable thing I've ever put on my really? body. It's so great. Yeah. It's not even close. I love it. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how they do it. 
I spend way more time in their loungewear than I do any other piece of clothing. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get out of it on the I weekends. Know, I don't either. I'm like, so mm-hmm. am I going to be judged if I go to the store? It just No, because it looks great. I think yeah, so, too. They'll be fine with it. I yeah. think so, too. Yeah. Uh, it really is. It's like the softest stuff you will ever put on your body. It's so comfortable. I live in this stuff at home. Um, I know these guys do here mm-hmm. as well. And uh, the great thing is returns and exchanges are free with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. It's, by the way, Tommy John's anniversary month. So uh, if you are looking to try them for the first time or you're a longtime fan, take advantage of the deal. You're going to get 25% off site-wide right now at TommyJohn.com slash wide. They've got everything for anyone, Uh, man, woman. I mean, I don't know what you are. I'm not a biologist. But whatever (laughs) you identify as, they have got something for you. That is TommyJohn.com slash wide for 25% off. See site for details. talk of the Biden administration rescinding Title 42. Uh, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki confirmed uh, this was yesterday that illegal immigrants are being given free smartphones in order for, they they say, look, it's just for ICE to be able to track them more easily. Here's Jen Uh Psaki on that. Our team in Texas is uh, saying that you guys are starting to give smartphones to border crossers, hoping (laughs) that they'll use the phones to check in or uh, to be tracked. Uh, which part of that is supposed to deter people from crossing <laughs> illegally into the states? Good. Well, I, I think you of all people, since you've asked me a range of questions on this topic over time, would recognize that we need to take steps to ensure that we know where individuals are and we can track in, and we can check in with them. Mm. The alternatives to detention program is just what we utilize as three unique forms of technology to monitor participants enrolled in the program. Telephonic, this is one of them, which is uses a participant's voice to create a biometric voice print during the enrollment process. And when the participant has a check-in call, their voice is compared to the voice print. Smart Link, which is another option, enables uh-huh. participant monitoring via smartphone or tablet using facial matching technology to establish identity. Mm. And global positioning system monitoring is of a participant's location and movement history using satellite technology through an ankle bracelet. Which you know I mean, if there was ever an administration to really crack down on all of these illegal immigrants in our country, it's definitely going to be the Biden administration who's going to what? Go round them up and put them like on buses and take them back to Mexico and drop them off at the border. They remember when Trump uh, they talked about Trump doing that. I mean, and he wasn't, by the way, but like they Mm -hmm. talked about him doing it and they freaked out as if it was the most racist thing ever. Yeah, I'm sure that that's what they're going to do, like, uh, you know, track them down and, and come and get them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's definitely going <laughs> to happen. Uh, I mean, look, they have such a terrible record with this. When they let people in, such a small percentage of them actually show up to these hearings. What? I know. It's crazy. It's Do you if- mean to tell me that the person <laughs> who's uh, actually a criminal by entering mm-hmm. the country illegally, mm-hmm. do you mean to tell me that that criminal then cannot be trusted to come and be where they tell them to be? That is the thing I'm trying to tell you. Wow. Yes. Wow. They should make a pinky promise they'll come back. Yeah, that's too much. To, uh, that's okay. too much. That is too much. I'm with right. you. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Then maybe they'll take it a little more seriously. Because for sure they'd seriously. come back then. Yeah. 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 Well, I, th- this is obviously pathetic. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, well, wh- you you guys won't listen to us. What if we give you a $1,000 piece of equipment? <laughs> yeah. Like, what, 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 
kind of idiotic. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think this is going to work, surprisingly. Really? I, I believe we'll huh. see a lot of these on the black it's market. pretty cynical. Really, really quick, uh, f- fully reformatted and available for sale uh, on, on the black market. And they'll be in the hands of drug dealers and, and mm-hmm. all the other things very soon. Uh, that's exactly what I think is going to happen. Seems very cynical. We should give them uh, flat screen TVs now, too. Just you know, oh, yeah. as they come across the border, hand them a flat screen television, like 75 inch screen. Yeah. But a smart TV. And then we could say it slows them down. We'll oh. be able to see them <laughs> trying to sneak around places. Or right, maybe well, a laptop <laughs> because they, you may need to Skype in to check with them and make sure that they oh, yeah. do know that they are who they say they are. What if we encrust okay. them in diamonds and then the sun <laughs> will shine off of them? So whenever we go high in the sky with a drone, we can see all the shiny people okay. from above. Okay. Keep the ideas coming. This is good. This is good. The sad thing is we're just actually giving them ideas that they will mull over seriously. Uh, I want when we're talking about what's going on at the border, I do want to uh, I do want to talk about what's going on with Governor Greg Abbott. He's been getting a lot of interesting press coverage for his announcement that he was going to have charter buses ship illegal aliens to Washington, D.C. and drop them off at the steps of the United States Capitol. You might say, like, wow, that is that's great. That is getting really tough on uh, what the federal uh, government is doing to us uh, in this influx of illegal immigrants. Um So I want to play for you first. I want you to listen very carefully to Governor Abbott and his announcement. And then I kind of want to get into the details because I feel like the details are important. Watch. To help local officials whose communities are being overwhelmed by hordes of illegal immigrants who are being dropped off by the Biden administration. Texas is providing charter buses to send these illegal immigrants who have been dropped off by the Biden administration to Washington, D.C. We are sending them to the United States Capitol where the Biden administration will be able to more immediately address the needs of the people that they are allowing to come across our border. (laughs) So many conservatives like, yeah, he's being hard on all this illegal immigration crap. It's about damn time. Um, What? Yeah, minor detail. They actually, these illegal immigrants have to actually volunteer to get on the charter bus that we as taxpayers are now paying. Uh, It's just basically a free ride at that point because they're really Mm -hmm. happy to go. So I'm glad that uh, that we can be paying for that in our, in our tax money. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, I don't know. We were talking about this a little bit on radio today. I don't know what the the ability of the governor would be to force them to do this. Right. Like, I, I don't know. that. You, I mean, we had that big case with Arizona where they passed a law through, you know, through their uh, state assembly and everything and went through. And then the Supreme Court overturned it mm-hmm. where they wanted to, uh, you know, enforce. I feel like border. there's a lot of things happening in the last two years that like governments probably did not have the ability to force people to do. And yet they still did. Yeah. Yes, I agree. So. Um, it's, I mean, it, you know, you're right. It's, it's. Look, it's it's more of a stunt than yeah. a, than a bill. It's not a, a policy, really. I mean, I think we all like. It's all. It's satisfying to us to say, hey, you know what? Maybe they should go to Washington D.C. We're told all the time that people in states like Texas won't. They don't like people that are different than them. They don't mm-hmm. like taking care of people in need. You know what? Yep. It's the places yeah. like San Francisco and Washington D.C. Those are the places that really want to help. Well, you know what? Maybe they should go there. Maybe they should volunteer. <laughs> Maybe they want to go there. Maybe they want to go to D.C. because that's where they'll really be taken care of. 
Now, I don't know if that's true. My guess is they know as well as we do that that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when given the choice, when you know the rubber hits the road, they will not get into these buses because they realize they don't want to go to D.C. instead of staying in Texas. Or they just don't trust. Like, I'm not going to just get on a bus that you're telling me to get on right. after I've come here illegally. That's like, well, I don't know where you're taking me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and so I don't I don't even know if because I think the other what I heard on the pushback on Abbott was, you know, he's doing this as a stunt. Yeah. And so it's, it's volunteer. You know, people are going to volunteer. No one's going to get on there. He should be forcing them to get on. I don't know that he actually has the power to round people up and put them on a bus and send them away. You know, people were saying like, oh, well, uh, this isn't, you know, he's no Ron DeSantis. Well, Ron DeSantis isn't doing that either. Uh, yeah. I don't, as far as I know, nobody is. Yeah. Um, it, I don't know. It, I think he should try it and see what happens. It's, mm-hmm. it, 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 would be a, mm-hmm. it would be a just <laughs> solution. And I keep mm-hmm. bringing it up from this perspective because Trump, as you mentioned, uh, tried to do the same type of thing or offer right. that as a policy. Right. And like legitimately, if you're on the left and you believe the crap you say, you guys keep saying you have the programs to take care of people in need, and we don't. We keep cutting everything. You guys are, are people who love diversity, and we hate it. You guys can take. You guys want people who look different than you, and people who are just coming here to do jobs that Americans just won't do. And we don't understand as conservatives. We don't understand. Then you know what? Maybe the just and right thing for them is for you to take. All of them. Mm-hmm. You take all. Why do you keep putting mm-hmm. them here? Yeah. You keep, you're putting them in the place that you say all the haters live. Yeah, we're racist. Yeah, we we're the bad people. They're in we're danger bad. here, actually. Right. They're in danger Who here. knows what we'll do? Mm-hmm. You be nice to them and, and ship them all mm-hmm. to major cities. And beyond this, it is you know, beyond sort of this somewhat sarcastic way I'm saying this, because I actually do think it's true. Uh, because, look, if anybody has the uh, ability to to uh, to take a thousand illegal immigrants. It's not some border town with 500 residents. It's the, it's San Francisco that's got, mm-hmm. you know, a hundred thousand homeless people living there anyway. Yeah. You know, let them deal with it. They've got, they're the ones that are, they're so magnanimous in their treatment to uh, those in need. Let them do it. If you guys want to have a policy where you're not going to arrest them when yeah. they commit crimes, you're not going to turn them into border enforcement, you do it. Yeah, the government's continually shipping these people all over the country. They fly them all over mm-hmm. the place. And we don't even know about those programs. Mm-hmm. But they exist. And they fly them to uh, camps. They fly them to other cities. They're, they're dropping them off all over the country. Because they, do, they just don't want the American people to wake up and find uh, 150,000 people in one city all, yeah. of, all at once. So they take them already all over the country. There's, uh, give them a choice. We'll either take you back to... Guatemala, mm-hmm. or you can go to Washington, D.C. Yeah. You give them a choice, and then you put them on the bus and you get them out of here. It's- and I would love nothing better, better than to see all of these illegals wind up on the steps of uh, the Capitol building, uh, the White House. It would be It'd be fantastic. And, and they, then you deal with it. Yeah, well, and they should let them in because it would be racist for right. them to not That's, let them in. That's exactly right. I mean, if you have a border, if you have a door, if you have a wall, that is racist. Mm-hmm. So they should just let them in. Yes. And if they do just storm in, we know it's not an insurrection that no. time. That time will not be an insurrection no, of, of any sort. That's no. just a welcome, uh, you know, look, these are frustrated people who just need to express themselves. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Omega XL. So if you have any sort of pain, uh, if you're just kind of living in pain, maybe you have arthritis, maybe, you know, you, your knees are not 
like kind to you anymore. You've reached that age. I don't know. Whatever it is, what you may not realize is uh, it's probably inflammation that is actually causing that pain. And unless you are defeating the inflammation, uh, you actually could risk causing permanent damage. You got to try Omega XL. It is backed by 35 years of clinical research, and it attacks the inflammation that is causing your pain. So it's not going to be like whenever you have a topical cream that you rub on there, and it feels really good for a while. It gets cold, and then it gets hot, and you're like, yeah, and then it goes away after 10 minutes, and then you're in pain again. You don't need to do that with Omega XL because it's going to neutralize the inflammation that causes those painful stiff joints and muscles. Uh, it is made from, it's an essential fatty acid combination from the waters of New Zealand, which most men, I'm going to be ra- uh, racist, I'm going to be sexist for a second, most men, they, they think that that doesn't work. Pat Gray here knows that it works because it you does. had, what was it, your elbow? Yeah. And he was just in severe pain, and you started yeah, using it. I couldn't it. even lift things with my left arm. And <clears throat> after about two weeks of using it, pain just went away. It's, it really works, you guys. Mm-hmm. It is the inflammation, and this attacks the inflammation. It neutralizes it, and it can be life-changing for a lot of people, especially if you're just living mm-hmm. in constant pain. So you got to go get started. Order Omega XL now. Get a second bottle for free. That is OmegaXL.com slash news. OmegaXL.com slash news. A new report out says that Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, and his brother, James Biden, because we know they've all, all of his family members have to get in on the action. Apparently, these two had scores of transactions involving global business that were allegedly flagged as concerning by United States banks. Uh, CBS News just ran a a, a little special on it. Let's watch some of that clip. CBS News has learned that more than 150 transactions involving either Hunter or James Biden's global business affairs were flagged as concerning by U.S. banks for further review. Some of those concerns included large wire transfers. This week, Grassley released bank records indicating James Biden's company, the Lion Hall Group, was paid directly by a Chinese financed consulting firm. These records come directly from the banks, no third party. You're absolutely right. In our interview, Grassley did not allege the Bidens broke the law, but he said it's concerning that both Hunter and James Biden were promised retainers for their China work totaling $165,000 a month in 2017 after Joe Biden left the vice presidency. This 2019 subpoena, verified by CBS News, shows federal investigators also sought Hunter and James Biden's business records from a major U.S. bank dating back to 2014 as part of a separate probe by the U.S. U.S. attorney in Delaware into possible violations of tax and foreign lobbying laws. Seems legit. I'm sure it's totally fine. I think so, too. I, for one, believe that both Hunter Biden and his uncle went completely around his father to uh, to do all this business. And Joe Biden had absolutely no knowledge of it. (laughs) They were running. They were using his name for all sorts of influence and Mm -hmm. money. Mm -hmm. Uh, The entire family, everyone Mm -hmm. around him. But not him. Yeah. He had no knowledge of this. Mm-hmm. Sure, he showed up to that meeting in China. Yes, mm-hmm. he, he flew his son on Air Force Two over there. Whatever. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> they didn't talk about it then. Okay, they had. They've never talked about the business mm-hmm. dealings. He and didn't even know who we, who he worked for. No, didn't had, he no had, no had no idea. Had no idea. Which it's not his fault that all of his family members <laughs> happen to be experts at all of these things. All of these right. things, right? Instant right. experts. Like they didn't yeah. have any knowledge. They just turned it on like the Matrix. 
Yeah. They plugged a yeah. thing in the back of their head, and then they <laughs> knew all the, all the uh, Ukrainian gas markets. They knew all about them. And then when it was over, they unplugged it, and they didn't have any knowledge about it. <laughs> Once again, they became artists. Um, but uh, <laughs> that's a plausible storyline that we should all embrace and say is real because it definitely happened. You know, this is it's getting embarrassing at this point. We also have new information from John Solomon and through Peter Schweizer's group that Hunter Biden was working both sides of the Russian-Ukrainian war in 2014. They were trying to both sign up with both sides of it, an oligarch on the Russian side, oligarch on the Ukrainian side, get money from both of them to get influence to uh, to their father back in 2014. Uh, this is, I really do think this is a real problem for him. And when you see these reports, you've got to remember, this is not because they're finding this information out now. It's because yeah. of something else. Either they think Hunter Biden is about to get, um, you know, indicted, indicted you know, yeah. or they're softening the ground for Joe Biden to uh, to no longer be the head of the Democratic Party and the nominee in 2024. They're realizing they need, might need to get out of this. And it might be one of those situations where they need to go to Joe and mm. say, look, Joe, you need to deal with your family right now. Maybe this isn't the time for you to run for reelection. Yeah, I, I think, mm. too, Pat, it could be both. Yeah, right. Good. Like they they see Hunter is about to get indicted and he's it's everything he's done is finally going to catch up with him. And they're like, yeah, we need to pull the trigger on this. Well, there's all kinds of evidence mm-hmm. that Joe had total knowledge of everything going on. And of course he did. I mean, you have guy? to be a moron to think that they never even discussed it. Right. I mean, does anybody have a son or a father? <laughs> I bet you've talked to him about your business dealings. Yeah. And uh, of course, and. And he, it's even been mentioned that he's the big guy and he was getting a cut of it. And I mean, there's so many different variations to this and so many people that have uh, spoken about Joe's involvement that I, I don't know how they get out of this if the media is going, going to be on it now. And mm-hmm. it looks like they are. For the, for the moment, looks like I, I, there's always another agenda here, you know. <clears throat> but again, remember, like this was not just the 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 laptop. This was also email accounts that yeah. that they got in touch with. Remember uh, what was this Bobolinsky or whatever his name was that yeah. came out right yeah. before the whatever happened to that the poor guy? Associate. That guy was just trash in the media, and now mm-hmm. it appears that all of this wow, was I completely forgot about him. yeah right. And yeah. he was completely right. Yeah, yes, seems like he was completely right. Uh, now look, I can understand the immediate the early skepticism on this because it came so close to the election. Uh, it was natural to question whether this story was true at the beginning. But, I mean, look, the laptop was there. It could have been confirmed, could have been uh, looked at. And they waited two years. They didn't wait two years because they just got attack of the journalisms. They, they <laughs> now have realized that there's something, there's something else going on here. There's a reason they're doing this. And it's not because they all of a sudden decided they wanted to be honest. That is not one of the three options. Well, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the guy who gave the hard drive, the laptop hard drive to The New York Times, uh, apparently has fled to Switzerland because he's concerned oh, yeah. about he's his afraid. safety. Yeah. Jack yeah. Maxey, like yeah. he ha- he is working with IT experts uh, over there in Switzerland. He says, I came here so that we could do a forensic examination of Hunter's laptop safely in a country that still respects human liberty and the ideals of liberal democratic principles. I do not believe this would have been possible inside the United States. We had numerous attempts on us from trying to do things like this here. And he said that after... Uh, after all of this happened, that he had black SUVs that started appearing outside his home last year um, after he started contacting media outlets. So, wow. Yeah. I'm guessing those were just drivers wanting him to 
take him to a, whatever destination he wanted to go to. Yeah, so. just great oh. service from just, Uber. Just really good, yeah, yeah, just really yeah. good Uber. Uh-huh. Uh, he says that he has recovered 450 gigs, gigabytes of deleted material on the hard drive, including more than oh, 120,000 wow. archived emails and tens of thousands of pictures and videos. And he said that this is going to be uh, published online. When this is all said and done, we're going to find out the Bidens are the most corrupt family in the history of American politics. I mean, I, that that has to be the way that this ends. Yep. If we if we actually do find it out. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and to his credit, Peter Schweizer not said this. He just released a book. Of, he has the laptop. He has access to these mm-hmm. accounts. Just released a book on it. But it wasn't even this book. It was the previous book uh, that he wrote where he said that, uh, that uh, the Biden family was the most corrupt family. And a big chunk of that book that was overlooked at the time uh, was about his brother, Joe Biden's mm-hmm. brother. Uh, very much involved in all of this stuff. It's not just, you know, overseas. It's shady stuff with real estate. And I mean, he's all throughout that book and looks just as bad as Hunter minus the hookers uh, throughout. The daughter looks like she's involved, too. Yeah. It's the the sister stinking family. Yeah, I know. It's it's very, very gross. I, I just I don't understand the the arrogance of look. I'm sure it happens to Republicans. It happens to be Democrats that I can think of that it's, you know, with the Clintons. It's like these families get so arrogant and they yeah. just think none of this is ever going to catch up to them. Right. Mm-hmm. It just is incredible. So it'd be nice to actually see it catch up to them for a change. Uh, all right. We've got more to come, but we got to take a break. We'll be back. Like, imagine the sheer arrogance. MSNBC host Joy Reid uh, went on kind of an unhinged rant on social media and started asserting, without any evidence, of course, that the long-term goal of Republican voters is to impose, quote, unbreakable rule by far-left Christian ideologues on the country. Let's go through these tweets. They're really bizarre. I don't understand how she still has a job and, like, people who watch her, uh, it says, the greatest and sickest irony of the GOP's new political strategy is that they are appealing to the most prurient fears of white Christian parents while passing bills and maintaining alliances that normalize child brides and rape as a legitimate means of procreation. <laughs> if Democrats were anything like Republicans, they long ago have begun calling them the pro-rape, pro-child marriage party and accusing them of forcing women to be child-birthing slaves of the state while banning the teaching of what slavery is to keep the chattel docile. Think I'm exaggerating? Here is the Federalist piece. So she po- she posts a, a Federalist piece that she says, uh, in which the author justifies a 40-something-year-old man marrying a 14 to 16-year-old girl for the purposes of pumping her full of many many children. And of course, she posts a Federalist piece uh, about like Roy Moore, which is mm. like not a th- like. Republicans vehemently like disassociated with that like then that was also a very long time ago uh, so very bizarre that she's trying to like point to Roy Moore as her smoking gun but she says uh, all that matters is the SCOTUS because it is through the Supreme Court that the white Christian uh, the white Christian right hopes to impose its Taliban code and procreation-centered ideology mm. on us all. Fascist America is not going to be a great place to live, folks, at least not for women and people of color. It can still be prevented, but y'all have got to wake up. And yeah, Democrats are largely uninspiring and terrible fighters, but they're all that stands between us and them. 
it's quite a take. That uh, is quite really a is. hot take. She even hashtagged it under his eye, which is a Handmaid's Tale reference. Of course. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what they say that oh. over and over again. Oh, uh, what I find fascinating about this is, look, you know, this goes back to the whole thing about. Um, you know, uh, Chris Hayes was pissed off because people are saying groomers when it comes to Democrats right now, and this is getting under their skin quite a bit. Yeah, and good. To the joys it. of, of that means I'm going to call right. it. I'm going to call right. it groomers mm-hmm. a lot more. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. Um, and it, mostly because they are. What, yeah. I, what I find, also secondarily because it pisses them off. <laughs> what I find fascinating about it, I think most is. They're getting this taste of what it's like to be us every day. When she's like, if Democrats were, uh, were, uh, we call them the pro-rape party. What do you think you did to Brett Kavanaugh? Right, right. What do you think you did when when people voted for, some people did vote for Roy Moore. Mm -hmm. You wound up losing Mm -hmm. in Alabama to show you how much conservative support there was there. But uh, why, why, that's what you said about us. Every time we say anything about anything, you call us a racist and Mm -hmm. you call us Nazis. Think of how difficult it is. If you're on, if you're on the left, think of this world. Every time you make an argument about anything, you are called the worst names in our society Mm -hmm. every single time. How can you have a rational political debate with someone who calls you a racist or a child, a child bride loving? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the, the whole child marriage party. Yeah, she <laughs> says right there that we want to basically start Gilead from The Handmaid's Tale and make women subservient to pump out children. Like, how the hell are we supposed to have a conversation? Now, Joy Reid is legitimately the dumbest person who has ever mm-hmm. been on television. She has to be. In any role, I'm saying even an extra walking by in the background of a <laughs> news shot. There's never been a dumber person on television than Joy Reid. So she's, of course, an exaggerated version of how bad their arguments was. But we're, are. But like, I don't look at Chris Hayes and think he's like, I can't wait to get back to my child porn when I get home. I don't think that's him. But think about this for a moment. Think about what it's like to be a conservative in this society where every single thing you say leads I want lower taxes. You're a racist. Mm-hmm. I want. Uh, I don't want you to kill so many black children. You're a racist. <laughs> Everything. Everything we say goes back to racist or Nazi or homophobe or transphobe or phobe phobe, whatever the phobe is of the day. It's impossible to deal with that and keep in line with with civilized discourse rules. They like those rules when they're applied to them. They don't like it when people throw back the same approach at them. And they're all feeling it right now. And you could tell it's under their skin right now. Yeah. She is butt stupid. There's no question about that. (laughs) Butt stupid. Butt stupid. And how does she keep her Twitter account? If that was... Anybody. Oh. I mean, Trump was suspended for much less than that. He's, <laughs> he's not calling Democrats rapists. <laughs> uh, it's unreal the double standard here that we have to put up with. That's another thing conservatives have, mm-hmm. is the double standard. Anything we do, we're the worst people on earth. She's fine and has a nice gig on MSNBC still. How is that possible? How does she still have her job? It was, it's amazing. I mean, especially, yeah, especially when you look at like the other stuff that happened with her a long time ago on her website oh, yeah. and yeah. all of the homophobic stuff that was on there and then she's like oh oops i got hacked yeah. and they're just no like, one oh, believes it okay. and they just no one ever questions it <laughs> they're never held yeah. responsible they never have to answer for that yeah. i mean she was writing you know terrible things uh, it's funny because not only does she violate every rule of, of rational discourse and of intelligence but also <laughs> of the left I mean, like right. she was right. she was going after LGBTQ to IA plus people. Another Q in there um, uh, over and I over and over quilt, again. Is it not quilt bag anymore? It's not quilt bag. I liked quilt bag. I, I thought did quilt too. Bag, but at least it I thought it was going to stick. Yeah, it didn't stick. <laughs> um, but, you know, they, they you know, she went after all those people on yep. her site and then faked a hack 
and she's on MSNBC. This is not, you know, this is not like the equivalent of OAN or something where maybe it's not as, this is the mainstream mm-hmm. network. It's NBC. And this woman who did who did all these things in her past, lied about it afterward, is continually on television, embarrassing the network. They just keep her out there. Which you could argue is the uh, the whole reason that they keep her on is because she is a black woman in America. And yet Mm -hmm. she is over here saying, if you're a black woman in America, you're going to have it so tough. It's like you literally get to get away with all of these things because you are a black woman in America. And. Actually, at least somebody's talking about MSNBC because nobody yeah. does anymore. <laughs> nobody do even think, mentions MSNBC. I know. Point. I do think, too, like the, the Joy Reid has some mm. utility for MSNBC in that, you know, she does make the other radicals on the network look a little more sane. I right? mm-hmm. said it with Chris Hayes. It's like it's true. You look mm-hmm. at Chris Hayes and you look at her and you're like, all right, well, he seems smart. He seems kind of normal. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Like she's just so insane mm-hmm. uh, that she does kind of normalize. Uh, the rest of the hosts, which are also really far left. But this is a problem. I mean, like AOC came out the other day and she's like, you know, oh, gosh, uh, I just our our Democrats are going to be in real trouble. I mean, yeah, it's because of people like you. Yeah. Who do you think is causing this? If you Mm -hmm. didn't, if if the Democratic Party was not acting like AOC all the time, they'd be very competitive this year. They're in serious trouble. We're going to go through all that tonight, by the way, on uh, Studios America. Election preview. First Senate and House preview uh, tonight that we're doing for the year. So, uh, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. Check it out. All right, uh, we gotta take a break. We'll be right back. That will be good. Yeah, I mean, uh, you look I at can't it. All right. If you have gotten to the conclusion of this program and you have not yet gone to wherever you get your audio podcasts, subscribed, rated, and reviewed the program, the podcast, I don't know what the hell you're doing here. I don't know what you're doing here. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. I, I disavow you. I don't really. We're happy that you're here. But we really would appreciate it if you would go over and do that. It will help us in the algorithm, which we know uh, is not always kind to conservatives. And more people can find our show and less people are going to be watching Joy Reid, which is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm just saying if you are uh, if you are not if you are pro uh, what are the things she said? Pro rape, pro, <laughs> pro child, child marriage, marriage mm-hmm. all of those things, then you want to be watching Joy Reid. If you're not, then you want to join us. So just saying, just go leave a review. Uh, you also may see it read live on air like the one today from Meg Nelson 53 who said, way better than CNN. I listen every day and love Sarah and all the guests. Had a great chuckle the other day when Apple Podcasts decided to run an ad for CNN Plus before the show started. <laughs> Nobody listening to the news and why it matters will be subscribing to CNN's latest hot pile of garbage. <laughs> that actually is great because you know that that is money completely wasted. Mm. It's advertising money completely wasted, Just which like we like network. to see. That's also a great point. Uh, thanks for being here, guys. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.